Hey listeners, my name is Abad Hoda. I'm Aneri Parikh. I'm Olivia Kim. And I'm Amy Tunker. And we are members of the student-led and melanoma. We're here to spread awareness about melanoma skin cancer and spread a message to the general public. Today, we're going to be talking about risk factors and types of melanoma. So we're going to first start off by talking about four types of melanoma specifically. I'll start out with the superficial spreading melanoma. This is the most common type of melanoma skin cancer, making up about 70% of all cases. It's the typical melanoma we think about. It grows moles outward and spreads across the surface of the skin. It even changes in color. Uh, It may have different shades of red, blue, brown, black, or even gray and white. So if you have patches of skin with these bizarre colors, you should really get a checkup. Sometimes superficial spreading melanoma starts from a mole that already exists on the skin. So make sure and be aware of any changes. And this melanoma also develops on the central part of your body, so your trunk, arms, and legs. Men, make sure to be aware of anything happening on your back. And women, be careful of your legs. The next type of melanoma we're going to be talking about is nodular melanoma. It is the second most common type of melanoma, and it's also the most aggressive because it grows relatively quickly. Uh, Nodular melanoma can also resemble a blood blister because it has a bump, which is usually dark or black, but it can also sometimes be colorless. And they usually occur in areas of the body that are exposed to the sun rather than areas that are usually covered. And nodular melanoma has the lowest patient survival rate, making it relatively one of the most dangerous melanomas we're going to be talking about today. The third type of melanoma makes up 10 to 15% of all melanoma skin cancers. It is called lentigo maligna melanoma. Often found in older people, it tends to be a large, flat, tan, and or brownie mark on the skin with an uneven border. You may notice that this is where our ABCDEs of melanoma that we discussed last time enters the equation. If the mark is completely left alone, um, as it grows older, it will change in color and become darker. And it will start to grow outwards first before going back inwards. This is caused by, this is, this melanoma is caused by a lentigo maligna tumor, hence the name, and this tumor grows in the epidermis. Usually this melanoma occurs um, on the face, arms, and ears, all areas of the skin regularly exposed to the sun. Last but not least, we have acrolentinogenous melanoma, which contrary to popular belief, does affect people with darker skin tones, such as those of African, Asian, and Hispanic ancestries. Surprisingly, it's not related to being exposed to the sun, and as a result, makes up less than 5% of all melanoma skin cancers. It usually appears as a small flat spot of discolored skin that is often dark brown or black. It usually grows outward towards the surface of the skin for a long time before it starts to grow down into the skin, where it develops on the soles of the feet, the palms of the hands or under the nails. This makes it extremely difficult to diagnose because these places are hard to see. Before we move on to talking about risk factors, I have a fun fact to share. Yeah. <laughs> One type, <laughs> new mel- there's like a new melanoma research discovery. I don't know if you guys have heard of it yet, but there's a new type of immunotherapy out there called immune checkpoint inhibition and it's shown impressive results in some people with advanced melanoma. Do you guys know what that is? 
I mean, I think I've heard about it before um, in my AP biology class, but I'm not exactly sure about the specifics behind it. It's great to hear that it actually has potential to help people. I know. I, because from what we've researched on our own for HOSA, it's shown that like melanoma is very deadly and it's not really curable unless you remove the tumor itself. So this kind of has, a, not a cure, but basically it, it puts the body in a way where the T cells start attacking the cancer cells. So like the body mm-hmm. has it on its own without chemo or surgery. So essentially it's an effective treatment. Yeah, but there's still, still being researched. Yeah, uh, it's still being researched. Hopefully they find like more volunteers to make it effective and such. Now we know the characteristics of melanoma, let's talk about the risk factors. Abad, do you know one? Yeah, so um, definitely one big risk factor is having um, fair skin or skin of a lighter tone. Um, This means that you have less pigment or melanin in your skin. And when you do, this makes you more susceptible to UV radiation because um, the less melanin you have, uh, melanin itself is a substance that protects us against UV rays. the less melanin we have, it makes us more susceptible to its adverse effects. And speaking of UV rays hitting our skin, this plays into our second um, risk factor, which is a history of sunburn. So if you're the type of person to usually have sunburn, um, you're more likely at risk to get melanoma. Yeah, I've heard that like everything related to risk factors and melanoma has to do with sunlight. Mm-hmm. And the UV lights in the sunlight. Yeah. So another one is um, maybe excessive uh, ultraviolet light exposure. So UV lights can go- come from the sun or even tanning beds. One of the obvious factors includes having a family history of melanoma, which means that if your parents or grandparents had melanoma in the past or were prone to having skin cancers, then you definitely want to get that checked out. Another one is being close to the equator at a higher elevation. So I'm Indian and that means that in India they receive quite a lot of sunlight, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're more prone to melanoma. But in places where there's more amounts of elevation, it also correlates to higher amounts of UV radiation. So you are more exposed to UV radiation and thus they'll have a higher chance at getting melanoma. Another risk factor is having moles, like many moles or an unusual amount of moles. Because as you guys already know, melanomas happen in or around moles. So if you have a lot of moles, you should probably go get those checked out. The last risk factor is having a weakened immune system. Because as you guys already know, cancer is when you have an abnormal growth of your body cells. So a weakened immune system would be unable to defend your body against the rapid growth of cells, which would lead to a melanoma. And um, adding on to what Aneri said, when we're talking about a lot of moles, or a few number of moles, the average number that a person usually has for moles is um, 50. So if you have a lot more than that number, chances are you are at risk for melanoma. Okay, so now let's move on to the fun segment of this podcast, which is called Hot Topics, where I am going to tell you guys about hot, debatable, controversial topics in the skin cancer melanoma community, and you guys just tell me your thoughts. Today's topic is fetal cell research. It's like embryonic cell research to cure cancer. What is you guys' opinion? Do you think it's ethical or unethical? Uh, I think 
for the betterment of society, it should be used. I know it's controversial because you're kind of taking human life, modifying it in order to come up with this type of cure. And some human rights experts might be like, that's not ethical. But you know, nowadays we see people modifying like babies' genes and stuff for specific traits. So I don't think it's that much different. And if it's gonna potentially lead to a cure to cancer, that's so deadly. Like even melanoma, not even just melanoma, it'd be a fascinating way to come up with a cure. Honestly, I think in general, it like boils down to whether you like this, like this might like spill into another debate, but honestly, like it depends on person, whether they think like an embryo is a living organism or like in terms of like soul or like if they have like their own like mind or if it's just a simple like biological organism. I think it really just depends on that and what people perceive as ethical and unethical. True, like kind of even like the abortion situation yeah, plays yeah. into all your... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, together. Okay, that- those were some very interesting thoughts. That is all for this segment of Hot Topic. Stay tuned for our next segment next episode. Yep. <clears throat> like Anary was saying, thank you for listening today. Um, our next episode will be about the after effects of melanoma. Make sure to stay safe and listen to the rest of our podcast if you haven't already. Um, follow us at our Instagram handle of at melanoma at and melanoma. And that's it for our episode of ENDS. Melanoma! melanoma. <laughs> thank you. Bye.